thank you, Lord, for not pushing me away. But let me sit at your feet. As long as I want to sit there. Thank you, Lord. I want to be there forever. Lord, I want to be there forever. Hallelujah, Jesus. I want to be there. Just want to worship you, God. Just want to worship you, God. I want to spend that quiet time with you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for receiving me. Allowing me to belong, God. Thank you. Oh, my God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Master. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. I love you, Lord. Love you, Lord. Love you, Lord. Hmm. Want to be there forever. Hmm. Y'all don't mind me having my moments, do you? Uh-uh. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you do or not. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Mm-hmm. I love these kind of moments. I love these moments. Hmm. Mm. They don't always come, but when they come, I love them. I love them. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. I guess they do feel on my heart. <laughs> Saturated me. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Glory to the Lord. Amen. 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 I'm just so thankful and grateful for the Holy Spirit allowing us to. <clears throat> be engaged in feeling his presence and 
him moving. I don't know what kind of week you've had, but I know I've had a week. <laughs> Amen. Uh, the Lord, uh, <clears throat> uh, I was talking, I was speaking with a, a sister of mine <clears throat> in the gospel, and we were, <clears throat> we were talking about a song I had <clears throat> passed on to my daughter for a few weeks ago, and we were talking about uh, this is how I fight my battle. And uh, she's a uh, praise and worship leader at the church that she attends. And uh, and then we get to talking about uh, <clears throat> even though I'm surrounded, that I'm surrounded by him. And we kept on talking about it. She kept talking about this is how I fight my battle. And so at that moment, at that moment, the Holy Spirit dropped this in my spirit. And when he dropped this in my spirit, I had no idea <laughs> that I would walk out what he dropped me all week long. <laughs> and it's called battle ready. Battle ready. It's called battle ready. See, we come, <clears throat> we either are coming out of a battle we are in a battle, or we're going to head into a battle. But we have to be ready for the battle. We have to be battle ready. We can't be preparing, or we can't be <clears throat> at a place of getting ready. I think that's the word the Holy Spirit said. So we can't be just getting ready. We need to be battle ready. We need to be battle ready. And you see, in order to get battle ready or how to get ready for a battle, it requires preparations, it requires training, and it requires practice. Because in this life, whether we want to or not, we will have battles. We have battles against our minds. We have battles against our finances. We have battles against our families. We have battles against our marriages. We have battles against our health. We have battles on our job. And we even have stress battles. Amen. We have stress battles as well. So we have to be at a place of understanding that we have to be battle ready for we are in a season of battles we're in a time of spiritual warfare that's where we are right now we are in a a season and in a time of spiritual warfare so we have to be battle ready and if we are going to be warriors we must be prepared on every level. And we're we going to name the name of Jesus Christ. And if we are going to be warriors, hmm, we have to be prepared on every level. Every level we've got to be prepared. Every level. We have to be prepared to fight spiritually. Because right now, we are fighting an invisible enemy. 
We're fighting a invisible enemy. And, and the first line of our defense is prayer. So many people during this time and in previous times, it seems like for whatever reason, they don't think they need to pray. <laughs> but our first line of defense in being battle ready, it is prayer. Hmm. You see, before you can win the battle in the natural, you must win it in the spiritual. We got to win the battle in the spiritual. So we have to pray without ceasing. God says that for a reason. Pray without ceasing. Somebody said, well, how can I pray without ceasing? You just got to have the mindset of prayer. You have to always be in that mode of praying. Somebody said, well, I, I, I can't just, just get on my knee. No, it doesn't make any difference how you're praying or what posture you have, but you have to have that mindset of being in that posture of prayer because you get to pray at all times because you never know when you're going to encounter anything that's going to come forth for prayer. Amen? So you've got to be battle-ready. You've you got to be battle battle ready and the next thing you need to do is we need to prepare ourselves mentally because there's always the battle of the mind amen so we have to be prepared mentally for the battles that we are going to encounter so let's go now let's go to first peter chapter number one and we are going to look at verse number 13. First Peter chapter number 1. Because we talked about being battle ready. You, one of the things besides being spiritually ready, we need to be mentally ready when we're getting ready to enter into battle. So we've got to be battle ready mentally. The other day I was just so, <laughs> I was so exhausted. As I spoke to someone and we were talking and and we were in conversation and I said to them, I am literally exhausted. I had been in so many battles, fighting other people's battles, fighting my own battles, just battles. And I understood why God gave me being battle ready. I was physically, mentally, totally Exhausted. Can I be real? Amen. Because see, too often we, we, we put on this front as if we got everything together. We never tired. We, 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 we put on this facade. But there are some times when we become exhausted when we are in spiritual battles. Amen. I'm talking about spiritual battles. So when you look at First Peter chapter number 1, Looking at verse number 13, this is what the word of God says about being mentally ready, mentally prepared for battle. Verse 13 says, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end, for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelations of Jesus Christ. So he's saying, gird up your loins of your mind. Now that word loins, that means procreative power. 
See, you've got to be able to, to make that switch in your mind, having that procreative power in your mind. Because, see, your mind is spirit. Your mind is spirit. So you can operate at a higher level when you are battle ready. Now, you, you, you just can't fight. When, when you get ready to fight demons and devils, you, you can't fight them when you're totally exhausted. Now, while I was in my, my, my highest strength, I mean, we were, just, we were going at it with the devil. But after a minute, my physical body became exhausted. Amen? But God let me know that I had to gird up my mind, the loins of my mind. Um, mentally, I have to be ready for every battle. Not getting ready, but you've got to be ready for every battle. And you got to understand, life is a series of battles. Can we say that again? Life is a series of battles. You will not be exempt. You are not in that line of exemption thinking you will not have battles. Everybody will experience battles as long as they live upon this earth. Amen. You're going to have battles. You will have battles. You're going to have battles. And see, it even gives you another understanding on the fact when God says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we have to renew our mind. Listen, you can't go fight a bear with a sledgehammer. Amen. You got to be ready. You got to be prepared to be able to take down the lion and take down the bear. Because, see, mentally you got to be equipped. Mentally you have to be equipped. We're talking about being battle ready. And the next thing is, God says, we need to be physically ready. Whenever you go into a war, you bring into a different level of stress into your system. Physically, you've got to be ready. You've got to allow yourself to go into what they call basic training. You see, when, a person, when they go into the military, they don't just throw them into the war, but they have to go through what they call basic training. In other words, getting you ready to go to war. They're making the preparations. So you got to make sure your body is physically fit and you're ready for the battle. Amen? you got, you got to be battle ready because this is a season and a time wherein we are going to be in one battle after the other. And by the time you finish one battle, then another battle is going to surface. Amen? And the next thing, uh, when it comes down to being battle ready, you've got to count up the cost. You've got to count up the cost. Now, let's go. Let's, let's go to the book of St. Luke. Can we, can we just teach? Amen? St. Luke chapter number 14. St. Luke. Chapter number 14. 
Not only do you have to be spiritually ready, you got to be mentally ready, you have to be physically ready, and you also have to be to a point where you are, when I say financially, I don't necessarily mean money, monetary, but you've got to learn how to count up the cost. Prime example, we were in a war in Afghanistan for, what, 20 years, and nobody won the war. You're in a war for 20 years, and no one won the war. And look at how much expense that was spent, all because we went into a war, we went into a battle, and nobody won. I mean, a waste. 20, 20 years. That's why the Bible tells us in St. Luke chapter number 14, and we're going to begin reading at verse number 28. It says, for which of you intending to build a tower, sit it not down first. And what do you do? You count the cost. Is it up there? You count the cost. So whatever you're doing, you've got to count the cost, whether he has sufficiency to finish it. In other words, if you're going to engage in a battle, you've got to make sure you've counted up the cost. Because you don't want the war to cost you more, the battle to cost you more than you should have paid for it. Amen. You've got to be able to count the cost. Verse 29 says, Lest happily, after he had laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it began to do what? Marking. That's just like, okay, you run around and you proclaim that you're going to build your house. All you've done right now, you just laid your foundation. And you never finished the house. But you done told everybody you got this house that's going to be worth so many uh, uh, thousands of dollars. And you, 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 you brag. And at the end of the day, you never complete it. And what do people do? The Bible says they will mock you. They will laugh at you because you did not count up the cost. I used to say this all the time. Why go get you a Mercedes when you got bill money? Why go get a Mercedes and you know you got beer money? Now, beer money, beer cheap, right? I hope that ain't about none. So I assume that it's cheap. Amen. But, 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 but you want some of that hard stuff. You know, you, you, you're, you're caught up in, you're caught up in things and materialistic things. And for it's over, repo come and get it, right? Because you did not count up the cost. You see, and, and, and being battle ready, you got to count up the cost. You have to choose your battles wisely. I'm getting ahead of myself. But you've got to choose your battles wisely. Some battles are not even worth fighting. Because they cost too much. Some battles, it will cost you your peace. It will cost you your understanding. It will cost you your health. It will cost you some stuff. So there are some battles that's not even worth fighting. You put more into it than the people you're fighting for. No, some of, some of them are not even worthy to be fought. Amen. So you choose your battles wisely. And then verse number 30 says, saying, 
This man began to build and was not able to finish. And verse 31 says, Of what king going to make war against another king sitteth not down first and consulteth whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him that cometh against him with 20,000. So when you go to war, you, you, you got to sit down for, when you, you, when you go into battle against Satan, you better sit down and see if you're equipped or not. Cause a lot of people think they are equipped, but they are not equipped. I, I never forget from my, my former pastor, and he's passed away now, and we, uh, we, we had this name we called ourselves the CIA, Christian Women's in Action. That's what we called ourselves, Christian Women's in Action. Some of y'all have heard this story before. And so we decided we was going to go to North Carolina and we were going to go and pray and then come find out we went up on a lady that had demons. And when we ran up on her that had demons in her, well, by the time everything got through happening, you know, my glasses were jerked off my face and, 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 and something hit me in my, in my chest and it was like a pool and I ended up on the floor and those, those host of women that were surrounding me was with me, they hit the door. And so when we came down the highway, when we came down the highway, first thing we did, we called the pastor. He, he had experience in all of that. So he told me, he said, Brother, let me tell you something. If you can't handle them demons and them devils, you don't wake them up. And see, a lot of Christians like to wake up something that they can't handle. Amen. And when they are tore up from the floor up like we were, because when we came down that highway, not only were we afraid, but we were speeding too. We, we, we were really trying to get out of Dodge. Amen. We, we were trying to get out of Dodge. And, 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 and I learned from that. You, you got to be battle ready whenever you go into any situation in any circumstance. When you go up against Satan, you better make sure you're well equipped. That's why when, when people start praying and say they're going to have all these prayer lines and lay hands on folks, no, you keep your eyes closed and you begin to plead the blood of Jesus over your own life because, see, there are transference of spirits. And I, I've witnessed that too. I, I witnessed where a mother-in-law had demons in her and, and, and the daughter-in-law was trying to see her deliverance. And what happens later on that the, those demons that the mother-in-law had ended up in the daughter-in-law. So you better be careful who you let lay your hands on you. The Bible says, lay your hands on no man suddenly. Amen. Because you don't know what kind of spirit and what kind of demon they are carrying on the inside. You better hear me because demons and devils are real. They're, 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 they're real now. And the devil ain't playing with none of us. He ain't, he's not playing. So you, you, got, you got to count up. You got to count up. The cost. You got to count up the cost. Because, hmm. see, some victories that we say we have are too costly. Some victories, some battles that we fight, is too expensive. It's too costly. It, it takes a lot away from us. And the next thing that when we're preparing to be battle ready, besides being spiritually ready, mentally ready, physically ready, financially ready as far as counting the cost, we want to make sure now that we are able to be able to offer up words of encouragement. You've got to have some strong faith. 
you got to have some faith. And being battle ready, you have to have some faith. Now, let's go to the book of Deuteronomy. Now, I thought this was, it's not comical, but it's real. Deuteronomy, thank you, Holy Spirit. Deuteronomy chapter number 20. Deuteronomy chapter number 20. You got to be careful who you carry with you when you're going to do battle. You got to be very, very careful. Amen. Is it up? Deuteronomy chapter number 20, verse number 1. Verse number 1. Be careful who you carry with you in battle. Okay? All right, now, it says this in verse 1. It says, When thou goest out to battle against thine enemies, and you seest horses and chariots and a people more than thou, the first instruction as a warrior is, Be not afraid of them. And then he says, For the Lord thy God is with thee, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt, out of the land of bondage. So you got to remember, don't be afraid, and you got to remember that God is with you. If you, when you're battle ready, you got to remember those things. You can't, you can't go take nobody with you, and they they scared. And we're gonna deal with that too. You 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 can't take those kind of folk with you. All right, let's go to verse number two in Deuteronomy chapter twenty, verse number two. Deuteronomy chapter 2. It says, And it shall be, when you are come nigh, close, unto the battle, watch this, that the priest shall approach and speak unto the people. See, the, the priests in you have to have words of encouragement. Okay? The priest says, when you get nigh the battle, not while you're in the battle, but you've got to have words of encouragement before you go into the battle. Because he says now that the priest, the priest will speak to the people. Look at that verse number three. Verse number three says, and this is what the priest says. Because see, we are kings and priests. Verse three says, and shall say unto them, hear, O Israel, ye approach this day. Uh, this battle against your enemies. Let watch the instructions. Let not your hearts faint, fear not, and do not tremble, neither be ye terrified because of them. Them is your enemies. He said, Don't 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 faint. See, this is what to tell you. Now we are in a battle. We're in a season of spiritual warfare. God's instructions to us is not to be afraid. Don't be faint-hearted. You can't be faint-hearted, and you can't be trembling. Don't you know the devil will see you trembling? <laughs> you, you, we, we, we can, we can uh, uh, fake a, uh, what say, fake a funk, but it ain't really real. We, we're trembling in our boots when we're in battle. You can't have them kind of folk with you. Mm-mm. He says now, he says now, now you, when you come up against your enemy, he says now, let not your heart faint. Don't let that happen. Don't be afraid. But look at verse number four. Verse four says, for the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. So you got to understand and being battle ready that God is with you. 
You, you, you have to know without a shadow of a doubt that God is with you and it is God that will fight your enemies. And then he said, God will save you. Don't think you're going to die in the battle. So many people think they're going to die in the battle. I won't be able to get through this one. Well, you probably won't because you just spoke it. Amen. Because as, as the Bible says, uh, life and death or death and life is in the power of the tongue. So you can speak death to your own battle, to your own victory. So, so you got to be very careful and remember the words of God. You got to remember the words of God. He said he's going to save you. You're not going to die in battle. We're going to get through this. All the stuff we're going through now, God said, we're going to get through this. He said, I'm going to save you. Don't worry about it. You will get through this. Now, look at verse, now, 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 the reason why he also says the reason why we're going to get through this and how he's going to save us, we've got to remember Psalms 91 and verse 7. Psalms 91 says, a thousand shall fall at thy side. 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Now, I stand on that one. He, he, God had already told me that there's going to be a 1,000 that will fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand. And whatever's coming up against me, the Bible says it won't even come nigh me. See, this is how you got to believe. See, when you're battle ready, you will believe and know that no matter what comes or what goes, you have to remember it won't come nigh to your dwelling. That's why you got to read Psalm 91 and believe it in your heart every day. And if necessary, two or three times a day. Amen? Now, what, 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 watch this verse number five. Watch verse five. After the, the priest in you begins to speak and bring forth encouragement, Verse number five says, and the officers shall speak unto the people saying, what, watch this, what man is there that have built a new house and have not dedicated it? Watch what it tells him to do. Let him go, return to his house, lest he die in the battle and another man dedicate it. In other words, unfinished business. If you've got some unfinished business, you don't need to go into the battle. Because that what you're supposed to be doing, then someone else will have to do it for you. Now, watch verse number 6. Verse number 6. Because all this is unfinished business. Verse 6 says, And what man is he that have planted a vineyard and have not yet eaten of it? Let him also go and return unto his house. Least he die in the battle and another man eat of it. You got to make sure that your business is set. Amen. Then verse number seven says, and what man is there that hath betrothed a wife? In other words, you got engaged and have not taken her. Let him go and return unto his house. Least he die in the battle and another man take her. In other words, you cannot go into battle with a divided mind. That's why he said go home. Because, see, if, if you're going to be in battle and you're supposed to be fighting this spiritual warfare, I don't need you in, in, in the battle with me, fighting with me 
or you're fighting with someone else and you're supposed to be in battle, but your mind is back home. Or your mind is somewhere. Just like it. Oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. It's just like it is in the church. Your body's here, but your mind's somewhere else. You're not battle ready. You're not battle ready. Because, see, if your mind was here, that would mean that you are trying to get all the instructions you can. Because when you leave from here, you're going to be in a battle. And when you leave from here and you're in that battle and you die in that battle, I'm not talking about a physical death. I'm talking about a spiritual death. It's because you didn't receive the instructions. And it was a reason why. It's because my body's here, but my mind is somewhere else. No, you can't be battle ready, and you definitely can't go to battle with me if your mind's going to be divided. Or you can't have anybody in your entree, and especially when their mind is divided. They don't know whether they want to go to war or not. They don't know whether or not they want to go to battle or not. But they have a divided Mind. The Bible says, uh, 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 when someone has an uh, uh, unstable mind, a divided mind, he says you're unstable in all your ways. When your mind is messed up, you're unstable in all of your ways. So you can't go to battle with a divided mind. I mean, you cannot go to battle with a divided mind because you've got some unfinished business. Some people will put some food on, come to church, and they sit there and remember. I see one brother say, yeah. All right, y'all sisters, stop leaving that stuff on and worrying about whether or not you cut it off or not. Because you, you don't have no peace throughout the whole service. Amen. Because you worry about whether or not it's going to be burned up before you get back home. That's a divided mind. It might be simple, but it's true. But it is, it, it is a divided mind. And look at verse, look at verse number 8. Mm-hmm. Look at verse number 8. I love this. He says this. Verse number 8, Deuteronomy chapter number 20. It says, And the officers shall speak further unto the people, and they shall say, What man is there that is fearful and what faint-hearted? Let him go and return unto his house. You don't need nobody scared going with you. I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you the, look at this next, this next line. The next line in, in um, Deuteronomy 20, verse 8. This is it. Set in the next line. We already told them you don't want them fearful and faint-hearted. Then you tell them, go on back to the house. Some folks, you got to send home. Amen. Then he says, lest his brethren's heart faint. As well as his heart. Do you know fear is contagious? You get around folk that's scared, they're going to have you scared too. That's why he said you got to send, you got to, you got to send them back home. Huh. They, they can't go with you. If they're scared, the scripture says to us that when your mind is not battle ready, then you're going to affect somebody else besides you if you're scared. Because fear is contagious. The Bible says your brethren, he faint-hearted, he won't go back. And then it's going to affect you too because you got fear. So, so we got to understand now. It says, lest his brethren is faint-hearted as well as his own heart. When you become battle-ready, 
you need you some Joshua's and Caleb's in your life. You need some Joshua's and some Caleb's. The one that says we're well able to, to take the land. In other words, we're a, well able to win this, this battle or to get this victory. Don't take no cowards with you. Mm-mm. Because, see, you're trying to be battle ready. You, can't, you cannot carry scared people with you into battle because everybody will get killed. Everybody will get killed if you take some scared folk with you into battle. Amen. So you got to be, you got to be battle ready. Now let's go to the book of, of Judges. Let's go to the book of Judges. Amen. Because we know that fear is contagious. All right. Now the book of Judges, book of Judges, chapter number seven. We want to read one verse from the book of Judges, chapter seven. And we're going to look at verse number 21. Understand this. Never go to battle without a strategy. You've got to have a strategy when you go to battle. You've got to have a strategy. Okay? Because if you don't have a plan, how are you going to defeat your enemy? Your enemy is going to defeat you. You've you got to have a plan. Now, verse number 21 from the book of Judges, chapter 7, says, And they stood every man in his place round about the camp, and all the hosts ran and cried and fled. So what am I to take out of this? Every man, a woman, because God does not deal in genders, everyone has to be in their place. Everyone has to fulfill their assignment. Now, if your assignment is to do, okay, I, I can use him. Thank you. And he, 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 he okay with me using him. I, I'm going to use uh, uh, Brother Norris. Now, Brother Norris is, is a doorkeeper. Him, him and Brother Dan, they're doorkeepers. They know that, that, that in the spirit realm, they've got to guard and make sure no demons come through that door, regardless of who's in it, who, who they may be in. Amen. But that's his assignment. His assignment is not to be up here trying to preach the gospel and, and, and teach you the word of God. That's not his assignment. Everybody has to be in their own assignment. Whatever God called you to do, that is what you're assigned to do, and you don't need to get in nobody else's place. Can I get an amen? It said every, he says that every man's, Every man was in his place. Okay, I'm going to use this another example. She'll be all right with this. Now listen, I can cook some, but I can't cook like Faye. Faye cooks on large scales, okay? I ain't got no business nowhere up in nobody's cooking, a kitchen, trying to cook a a vast meal for feed a whole lot of people because most of that stuff probably won't even get done because I'd be in a hurry. That's not my calling. That's not my calling. So whatever God has called you to do, that is what you do. Amen. See, you, sometimes we, we, we get out of our place. And when we get out of our place, that means, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. That means there's an opening. And wherever there's an opening, the devil will come in. So everybody has to stay in your place. 
Whatever your assignment is, that's where you stay. I'll tell y'all about me. I ain't, more, I ain't no glory seeker. I'm going to tell y'all that now. I ain't, I'm too scared of that. I'm too scared of that now. I'm too scared. I'm comfortable being in the background singing. I'm comfortable there. I have no desire, and I've told them many times, I have no desire to lead nobody's song. You know why? Because if I'm out there, and, and oftentimes I'm off key. Ain't that right, Jonita? Oftentimes I'm off key. And you know what happened? If I'm out there and I'm off key, you know who they're going to be looking at? The one off key. So I don't put myself there. That God didn't call me to do that. He didn't. I'm being real. I ain't too long been since I learned how to sing. I, I'm for real now. I can talk about me. I, I, I can talk about me. Because I will break a note and some verbs in a heartbeat. That's me. I know my assignment. My assignment from God is to preach and teach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And most of all, to love people. That's my assignment. I'm not going to step in your, your place. That's your job. That, that, that is your job, not mine. I, I know what my assignment is, and this is why I stay. Because, see, if I can stay right here in my assignment, then the people of God, as well as myself, will be fed, spiritually fed. Why do you think I, all week last I, I was so, I, I told you I was so exhausted, so beat down. I may have been fighting battles with Adam. Just as soon as he gave me battle ready, I went to the battles. I mean, it was one right after the other. Battle, battle, battle. I'm like, one of my friends come, they said, you all right? I said, I'm all right. I'm laying down. I'm all right. But I'm laying down. I'm exhausted. I was exhausted because I had been in a spiritual battle fighting in the spirit realm. In the spirit realm. And that's another one of my calling. I know how to pray more in the spirit now. I might come out of dragging sometime, but I, I know how to war in the spirit realm. Amen. And when I need help, I know who to call too. Amen. You better have your spiritual partner, somebody that knows how to pray, that when you get tired, oh yeah, we're going to get to that too. I don't want to get ahead of myself. That they'll be there to help you. Amen. They will be there to help you. Now, Lord, where am I? All right. Where am I? Judges. Know your assignment. Stay in your, stay in your place. Stay in your place. Because, see, we have victory when everyone stands in their place. We talked about choosing your battles wisely. And the next thing is, you better know your enemy. We're talking about getting battle ready. Battle ready. Battle ready. Now, let's go to 1 Peter chapter number 5. We're almost done. 1 Peter chapter number 5. Know your enemy. 1 Peter chapter number 5. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number Eight, it says, are we there? It says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. That rascal's on the move. He's walking and seeking. 
It says now, your adversary, the devil, not your brother, not your sister, but it identifies your adversary, and your adversary is the devil. And he is walking, he is sick, he's, he's, he's knocking on doors. And see, who can he go into? Whose who's, who's vessel, whose house can he go into? He walk, he on a, he on a prowl, y'all. That's why you got to be battle ready. Because the devil is on a prowl, and he's trying to see, the Bible says, whom he may devour. He's looking for somebody he can eat up, tie up, and whatever else. He's on the prowl. He wants to devour you. So we got to be battle ready. Battle ready. All right, now we're going to deal with our last, last scriptures. Let's go to the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter number 17. Exodus. Exodus chapter Number 17. Are we there? Because, see, we're not ignorant of the devices of Satan. We've got to stay alert, be in battle ready. You've got to know your allies. You've got to know who's with you. And be in battle ready. You've got to know who is with you. Exodus chapter number 17, verse number 8. It says, Then came Amalek. And fought with Israel and Rephidim. Well, what does all that mean? Well, the word Amalek means they are dwellers in the valley. They are consumers of your nutritions. See, it's in the valley where your nutritions are. And see, you don't see nutritions on top of the mound, okay? That's why you can't step that you got to come down. So the first thing is that there are these consumers that wants to come and destroy the things that makes you healthy, okay? When I say healthy, I'm talking about healthy in the spirit realm. And then the place where the battle is fought is in a place called Rephidim. That means the enemy will get you when you're at a place of rest. Rephidim means a place of rest. He will, he will, when, you're, when you're resting, when, you, when you're resting, that is when he comes up against you. Now, in verse number 9, it says, And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out men and go out and fight with Amalek. It says, Tomorrow, which means your next season, he said, I will stand on the top of a hill with the rod of God in mine hand. I want you all to remember that. He says in your next season, Moses said, I'm going, I'm going to go to the top of the hill, and I'm going to hold the rod of God in my hand. Okay, remember that. Now, verse 10 says this. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him, and he fought with Amalek. And Moses, he fought with the one that consumes your nutrients, okay? He, he, those those, those uh, valley dwellers. He fought with them, okay? And then he says, And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. Now, the word Moses means to be drawn out or to be pulled out of the water. But the word Aaron there means a mounting of strength, and it also means teacher. When you're battle ready, you will become that teacher that has great strength because you're going to be needed to hold up your Moses, okay? And then he says, and her went up to the top of a hill. Now, the word her, that means liberty. It means liberty. It means white. It means purity. Now, 
When you are battle ready, you have to make sure that you have a mounting of strength. You've got to, that teacher is the word of God. You've got to have the word in you. When you go to battle and you're going to be battle ready, you make sure you've got the word of God on the inside of you because you're going to need it. You, you, you are going to need it. All right? Now, looking at verse number 11, watch what happens here. Verse number 11. Remember, I told you about how Moses was supposed to, he says, he's going to stand on top of the hill with the rod of God in his hand. Now, watch verse 11. Because sometimes we, we got this, this notion in our mind that we're supposed to always be strong, right? We, we, we got this in our mind. As Christians, we should always be strong. Watch verse 11. Verse 11 in Exodus chapter 17 says, And... It came to pass, it happened, when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. In other words, you know, you got to understand, when you're raising your hand and and surrender to God, Okay, so he held up his hand. He's in surrendering to God because he knows God is the one that's taking care of him and God is the one that's going to lead him. But he said now when his hand came down that then the enemy prevailed. You got to be careful. You got to always be in a surrender mode with God because you do not want the enemy to take over because his Bible says that Amalek, he prevailed when Moses let down his hand. All right, now, verse number 12 says this, but Moses' hand was heavy. In other words, he would die. Moses would die, okay? He, he's, he's, been, he's been in an elevated place, and, pe- and they're in war. They're in battle, okay? And he's, he's even said, or he has said, that he had the rod of God in his hand. He had the rod, the word of God, which is your rod, in his hand. Okay, because he had it in his hand did not mean he didn't get died. So all these super, super women and super men, Christians, huh, you better know you will get tired when you go into battle, when you're in a real battle. You're going to get tired. It says, verse 12, but Moses' hands were heavy and they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat thereon, watch this, and Aaron, the one had the mountain of strength, the teacher, and her, which means purity and liberty, they stayed up his hand, the one on one side and the other on the other side, and his hand was steady until the going down of the sun. You've got to have you some errands and earth in your inner circle. That when you tired and you can't see your way because you've been fighting in the battle, they're willing to hold you up. The, because see, there comes a time when you will get tired if you're being battle, if you, if you are battle ready, because that means you've been in battles with an S. So you've got to have you some errands and earth. You've got to have that in your inner circle. People that are willing to pray for you. People that, that when you say, I need your prayer, I need your prayers, personally, I need your prayer, they immediately will go into prayer. They are holding you up because you, hold, you, are, you are assigned in a very important role. 
And, and because he says, now as long as his hands was up, as long as he had surrendered to God, because see, sometimes you feel like giving up. Sometimes you feel like, thank you, brother, for being honest. <laughs> sometimes you feel like you done battled so much, you just want to give up. But you have to, you have to be at that place, a posture of total surrender, total surrender. And have you some errands and some urge that's willing to hold up your hands and encourage you. You've got, you got to have that when you're going to be battle ready. And then the Bible says this, verse 13. And Joshua discomforted the Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. You see, when you go in a battle... See, you have to understand that, that there are people that in, in battle with you. Now, he's talking about, and Joshua did as Moses had said to him, okay? So you have to make sure that the people that you have with you understand that they will discomfort your enemy. Do you not know when you start praying for somebody else, you can discomfort the enemy that's in their life? You can discomfort that enemy that's in somebody else's life that you are praying for. This verse is not up, but this is our last verse. Verse 14 is it's not up. I'm going to show you something. And this will be the, the last thing. Because we're in our minds, we get to understand. We've got to be spiritually ready. We've got to be mentally ready. We've got to be physically ready. We have to be financially ready. We have to be a place where we can choose our battles wisely. We got to know our enemy. You have to know your allies because they're going to be right there with you. Verse number 14 says this. And the Lord, in Exodus chapter 17, and the Lord said unto Moses, right, look at this, write this for a memorial in a book and rehearse it. In the ears of Joshua. For, this is a key line, for I will ultimately put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. What is he saying? He is saying this. He's giving him instruction. He said, I want you to remember this day that you went in battle with this and you defeated your enemy. There are, I heard the Holy Spirit say, there are some enemies that we're in battle with that don't even exist anymore. See what that word say there? He says, for I will ultimately put out the remembrance of Amalek. Those that, those that, those that eat, those um, uh, valley uh, dwellers that eats up your nutrients, that, that consume your nutrients, those things that make you grow. He says, I will put them out of remembrance. I will put them out of your remembrance from under heaven. In other words, some enemies we're fighting, they ain't even there. God and I already took care of them, and we still fight them. We're still fighting some things we shouldn't even be fighting because God and I already dealt with it. How many of us still fighting, dealing with things that God and I already dealt with? And we still, we still fighting them. God said, I didn't I put it under heaven. I, I, didn't got, I didn't done away with that. He said, I want you to remember this. Go on to a new enemy because that old one is already dead. Go on to a new enemy because we're wasting time fighting an old enemy. Oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. That does not even exist anymore because God and I already took care of him. 
We're fighting that. But we got to be battle ready. In this season, we're in spiritual warfare, and we have got to be battle ready. Equip yourself. Because it ain't over yet. You got to be battle ready. You got to be battle ready. When the Lord dropped that word to me, and, and I told the, the person that was, we was talking about talking to, and he was talking about that song, and they dropped that, and I said to them, I said, listen, I got to go. I said, God just dropped something in my spirit. And they said, you sure? got to go. God just dropped something in my spirit. And when he did, Lord, have mercy, the battles came. That's why he told me, battle ready. We got to be battle ready. Enemy's not going to give up. He ain't going to give up. You're going to always have battles. You might as well expect it and just prepare yourself to go to war. You got to prepare yourself to go to war. So much stuff happening now, <laughs> it's unreal. It's unreal. So you, don't wait to pray when, it, when they bring it to you. Pray before it even brought to you. You have to pray before it is even brought to you. Because we're in a fight. We're in a fight for our liberty. We're in a, and, and the main thing, we're in a fight for our very souls. Our very souls, we're in a fight. Next thing you know, they're going to be trying to tell us what to do. That shut down this, and you can't come to church. Can't. Mm-hmm. Get battle ready. It's wartime, y'all. It is wartime. Wartime. He has really, God has equipped us, and I thank him. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. We are thankful.